0: Hello Thrive Church, it is so good to have you with us today. We've been doing a series called Good Fruit and uh, we're going to continue on that today. So if you turn to Galatians 5, we're coming out of verses 16 through 25 and I'm just going to go ahead and read that. So I live by the Spirit, so I say live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not want to do what you want. But you are led by the spirit. You are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. So since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. There is those desires of the sinful nature, the flesh, against the desires of the Spirit. And as it says, it's it's contrary to each other. They're in conflict with each other. And I looked up in Romans 8, um, around verse 5, the sinful nature, the mindset of that. It's on our natural desires. It leads to death, hostility towards God, and you can't please God. In fact, in Ephesians 5.11, it says, have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, rather expose them. But then there's the spirit, um, the spiritual nature, uh, what our spirit desires, uh, the life and peace, and the spirit of God lives in you. And further on in in Ephesians 5.18, it says, be filled with the Spirit. It's a continual feeling. It's not a one-time thing. Now, Pastor Barry has gone through uh, much of this, and, man, last week was just amazing, and I want to go through some key points that he made. It was like, you belong to Christ. The flesh, Your flesh is crucified with him. He took all our sins at the cross. Another one, the fruit of the Spirit, it's not a skill to master but a result of a deeper work taking place in our life. It's a transformation of my life to be more like Jesus. And then competency versus character. I'm like that competency is that you get better at something, you have this skill, but remember the fruit is not a skill. And then there's a the character where you are, who you are in private and in public and where your life is rooted. And he gave us the example of competency with uh, Saul, doing things of his own nature, and of David, uh, who had the heart of God. And then he challenged us to go deeper. Expose those unhealthy things. Just like Ephesians 5.11 said, have nothing to do with those fruitless deeds. Expose them. The fruit of the spirit will result when we allow God to work in us to the very deepest parts of who we are. So, thank you, Pastor Barry, for doing that. And if you did not hear that word, I encourage you to go back and to listen to it. It was amazing. Our focus today is on the last verse of our um, of Galatians five that we're going through 16 through 25. We're going to focus on verse 25. That says, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Now I noticed the first verse, verse 16 starts with, so I say live by the spirit. And in another version, it says walk by the spirit. So it's like, oh, we're almost beginning and ending with the, with the same thing. So basically, since we live by the Spirit, then he's talking to people who live by the Spirit, people who have asked Jesus to forgive them of everything that they've done wrong, our sin. And the exchanges happen. We exchange our sin for his eternal friendship, relationship, and life in and with him. That's the Spirit. In fact, in 2 Corinthians it says, put He put His Spirit in our hearts as a deposit. And in First John, he says, those who obey his command live in him and he in them. And this is how he know, we know he lives in us. We know it by the spirit that he gave us. So the spirit comes in you. It's a start of a life transformation, and it's living in the spirit. And you know what? If you haven't had the opportunity to do that, to ask Jesus to come to your heart, you can do it right now. It's just a simple prayer. Just, just pray, God, forgive me for all that I've done wrong, for my sin. And I thank you for your son Jesus dying on the cross for all my sin. And I ask you to come into my life and then just say, Lord, let's do this adventure together. Amen. And you know what? If you pray that, all heaven is celebrating. There is an army of God's angels on your side. And now you'll be living in the spirit. And actually, if you did that too, just go ahead and comment in the chat, raise your hand so that we can just celebrate with you. So, walking in the Spirit, I see it parallel to what Pastor was saying of digging and cultivating the soil and the roots and going deeper. So, when we started the series Good Fruit, we were in a pre service prayer, and uh, this image or this picture came to mind while we were praying. I saw that as we were praying, I just saw this picture that we were, there was a going down Main Street of Disneyland, walking down Main Street of Disneyland, I felt the impression of the Holy Spirit holding a hand. And so the image was kind of of an adult and a child. Both were filled with excitement. They're walking down the main street. They're squealing. They have joy. They have happiness. A little kid wanted to run ahead a little bit, but, you know, hold on. And so they're walking together, taking it all in, kind of skipping at times. But they were going at the Holy Spirit's pace, at the adult's pace. So that's the picture I got. We prayed, and then uh, the more I pondered it, other points started coming to mind. As they're walking through, there's lands. There's Tomorrowland, there's Adventureland, Frontierland, there's Fantasyland. There's all kinds of lands to be explored. There's all kinds of rides, there's all kinds of attractions to see. Some of those rides are height appropriate, like you have to be a certain height to get in. There's interactive rides, like the Buzz Lightyear, you know, there's a, a where you shoot at targets and and take part. There's the rides or the attractions that you just take in, like you sit and you just enjoy, like Small World or the Tiki Room where you watch a show. Um, And then there's the thrill rides, like the the Space Mountain and the Thunder Mountain, just a whole variety. And I found it liking to our life, walking in the spirit, because sometimes, you know, those height-appropriate rides, you'll ride with the kids or you'll know when it's time to kind of just let them go on their own and, and let them experience and cheer them on from the sideline. And, and I feel that's kind of what the Spirit does for us sometimes, you know. There's the interactive rides where interaction takes place, you know, connection. Not only with us and the Spirit, but with us and and uh, and just people. There's the rides where you just sit back, the ones that you just you get to rest, you know. And uh, actually, when you go to Disneyland, those should be strategically planned throughout a long day. <laughs> and then there's those thrill rides. And sometimes you may not want to go on them because they're like, oh, kind of be scary? You know, Space Mountain's all the darkness and ups and downs. And for me, one ride was in California Adventure. And I know for some of you, this is not probably a thrill ride. But I went on that Millennium Falcon, and I was appointed the driver. Okay, I didn't want to be there I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. Because you go up and down and the person next to you, co-pilot, goes left and right. And it's like, "Ah, you know, flying and striking into people or blowing up. And I'm just like, my heart's like going really fast. And I'm like, I can't do this. And sometimes in life, I feel the same way. And the Holy Spirit says, hey, it's okay. I'm right here alongside you. Which actually is what Jesus said in the Greek. The Holy Spirit is called the paraclete. He's the one who comes alongside of us. And I'm so thankful for that. And as I was just thinking of Disneyland, I was reminded of a story, um, an experience I had. Uh, I ran a daycare summer camp and there was this one student who had a hard time throughout the year, was always going to the principal's office. So I told him, hey, let's have a great summer If you can get through the whole summer without going to the principal's office, I will take you to Disneyland from the time it opens till it closes. Well, I knew his dad worked there so I could get him free, so that was a bonus. Gave him a promise, there was a condition, and if that uh, fulfillment of condition was met, then the promise would be fulfilled. I feel like I need to say this for someone. This has nothing to do with the sermon, but um, love of God is unconditional. But his blessing and his favor is conditional. That's for somebody you can put in your pocket. That's another sermon for later. But God's love is unconditional. So we had this, I had this promise I had made, and I was going to fulfill it because the condition was made some people have a plan when they go to disneyland they have a strategy where they'll go maybe from land to land or maybe they'll go and get the fast passes first and they go on these different rides and have it all planned out this kid was so filled with excitement his mom brought him over the night before because she couldn't contain him we were there as soon as the gates opened And then it was his day. We went wherever and whenever he wanted to go. It was like, oh, this ride, and we ran over here, and then it was this ride over here. There was no thought, rhyme, reason. We were running around the park just crazy. Well, needless to say, running from here to there and all the crazy running, he did not last until the park closed. In fact, it was well before the park closed. And actually, that was the last time I did that and probably won't do it again. (laughs) A lot of fun, but whoa, a lot of energy expended. But you know what? When we step with the Spirit, like in the image, we go at His pace. It's in His timing. And it works out so much better. What keeps us in step with the Spirit? What aligns us? And keeping a step with the Spirit and building our character. That's, that is what builds the character. Relying on God's character builds my character. Let me lead you through a little excitement I got in the Word as I was uh, going through this. I was doing some Bible verses and looking up things. And I was thinking, man, Character. When I think of character and all of a sudden I thought, oh, wait, there's a verse in the Bible where this produces this and this produces, I know it produces character. I know hope's in there. So I looked it up and it was in Romans 5, verse 3 through 5. It says, but we also rejoice in sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character, hope and hope does not disappoint us. Because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So I looked up that per- perseverance produces character. In another translation, it says it produces experience. And I looked that up, and in the Greek, it means approved. I thought, approved? Wait a minute. I know there's a verse on approved, too, to show myself approved. And sure enough, 2 Timothy 2.16 says, Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved and who correctly handles the word of truth. Well, do you know that character, experience, and improved all come from the same Greek word? And I was like, wow, I don't think there's a coincidence in that. And then it says, who correctly handles the word of truth. That's when we show ourselves approved. Well, what's the word of truth? It's the scripture. So then 2 Timothy 3.16, my mind's just going all over the place at this time, and I'm just getting excited writing this down. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the man of God man of God, the spirit-lived man or woman, may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. I think that's character right there. (laughs) David, who Pastor used as an example for character, loved the word of God. In fact, if you look through Psalms, particularly Psalm 119, that whole chapter is, talks about the word of God. He says, how can a young man keep his way pure? By living according to your word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against God. I meditate on your precepts. I will not neglect your word. Oh, The one we all know, verse 105, the, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. There are 176 verses in Psalm 119, and the majority of them deal with the Word of God. Knowing the Word of God is important. It was important to David. He's a, a man after God's own heart. It impor- should be important to us. My character is developed by knowing who God is. In fact, in Psalm 103, it says, Know that the Lord is God. I know that I know that god is faithful i know that i know that he is good i know that i know he is for me because it says in his word i need to know god's character to rely on his character and that builds my character this year um, i felt impressed by the lord to go through the psalms and at the end of last, last last month I was reading Psalm 37, studying Psalm 37. And I'm just giving you a little, you know where it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Be still and wait patiently. Wait for the Lord and keep his way. And I looked up every one of those. Trust, delight, commit, be still, wait. Trust is to commit an act of obedience, putting myself completely in his hands. Delight, and this I did not know, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're strong in yourself. It means that you step away from your own strength and you find strength in someone, something else. Well, if we delight in the Lord, then we find strength in the Lord commit, (laughs) meant to roll your way upon the Lord. So an example is getting rid of a, a burden. It's rolling off of you and onto the Lord. It's like casting your burdens on him. And then to be still, still is just like cease striving, just leave it in his hands and to wait. It's a hope looking with a longing of eager expectation. And so as I started journaling, as I started uh, just writing the prayer in my journal, I was like, "Lord, all these points—to commit, to trust, to delight, to wait, to be still—they all mean to rely on You. It's all You. I can't do it. I can't do it on my own, and I shouldn't do it on my own. It's just a complete reliance on Him. And actually, that—that has been very freeing." Walking in the spirit is relying on God. It's knowing him, his word, letting him equip us, being approved with character to renew our mind. You know, God is all the fruits. He's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. He's all those things. And when we know him, And we'll only know him imperfectly because we never arrive. We never, we're always learning. We never just get there and know it all. If we do, we're really kidding ourselves. But when we know his character, it becomes our character. There's a transformation continuing to take place and to be like Jesus. Unexpected news happens like a, accident or a death of a loved one, maybe a hospitalization of COVID or cancer this last year, rhythm off, slumps happen. Keeping in step with the spirit actually means in line with him. So like I think of the band marching and they have to stay in step and um, I know when you're being judged like every step everyone's on the right foot and then left foot Um, have to stay in line But sometimes, you might be off step, like you might be on the right foot and everyone else is on the left foot. Well, the ending of last year and a lot of the beginning of this year felt like that for me. I felt out of sorts. I felt disconnected. I mean, I was in the Word, but just feeling off. There was this lack of motivation. I wasn't just feeling fully me. Now I did experience the loss of my uncle and he was like a dad so I was hurting emotionally. I threw my back out right before Christmas so I've been hurting physically. But I just kind of felt like in a funk. It was hard uh, like to stutter step or to step hop to get back in step and, and then the Lord reminded me of a different keeping in step with the spirit. And he gave me an example from my childhood now, growing up, and this is back in the 60s, every Saturday night, there was a show that would come on, and my parents watched it. It was the Lawrence Welk Show. So for those of you who don't know what it is, it was a music dancing show. They had a full orchestra. Mr. Welk was the conductor. He was always a one, two, three, and the bubbles would happen, and couples would be dancing across the, the floor, and and my mom and dad, we would push the coffee table forward so we had room. And mom and dad would dance in the living room. And me and my sisters would be dancing, too, and, and just having a good old time. And then when mom had to go off and do something and dad didn't have a dance partner, one of us got to be dad's dance partner. And when we were little, we were little we he would put our feet on his feet and take our hands. And then his feet would raise up and our feet would join him. And we were in step together and I felt the spirit say you may be off step but I got you walk dance on my feet and let's do it together you know in hard times his love feels so much greater we can sit with him we can cry with him and he's doing the work in the deep parts And we have to allow him. In 2 Corinthians 12, Paul says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. His grace is sufficient for me, and his power is made perfect in weakness. You may be feeling like you're off step. There may be a point where some of you may be feeling weak, Put your feet on the Spirit's feet. Take his hands and walk, dance with him. And I want to pray for you right now. Lord God, as we feel like we can't do it on our own, like maybe we're in a funk, like maybe we need to get back in step, Lord, I pray that you would carry us during that time. I thank you, Lord, for your spirit living in us, for the fruit of your spirit. Lord, let us keep in step with you to know you, to rely solely on you, to build our character from yours so others may know the good news of your son Jesus through us. I pray for those going through a difficult time right now, Lord. Put your hand upon them. I pray for healing over diseases. I pray for healing over cancer. I pray for healing over anyone who has sickness. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Since we live in the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. God bless you and keep you and his face smile upon you and have an amazing week.